0: This is Animal Radio,
1: baby. It's animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. one 405 8405 the whole gang working their way into the studio. Susan Sims, Animal Communicator Joy Turner, Vinnie Penn, Dog Behaviorist Vlade. Did you hear him on NPR last week? Bobby, did you hear him? Did he did
2: I he... just cracked up because we know Vlade. Yes, we do. And NPR is, is to me the epitome of journalistic qualities. Yes, they really are. <laughs> not not that the two didn't collide head on. I found it to be a wonderful, wonderful presentation. Vlade always does a good and he's a good interview. Come on, seriously.
1: Animal radio's very own Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard on all things considered on NPR. I've actually linked to that from the Animal Radio website. I don't think Vlade knows how special that is. And I'm going to ask him when he comes no, in. He's-
2: and that's okay because that's NPR, come on. It's especially in this day and age of pseudo journalists who, anyone who thinks they have a blog and a keyboard, yeah. uh, they're not necessarily a journalist. So this is up in the real hierarchy of journalism for us. It is. And it just cracks me up that Vladdy made it.
1: <laughs> and then he works here at Animal Radio. That's what really blows me away.
3: I know. Is he going to remember Where? us little people when he gets, you know, a big really. Movie
1: content and all that. Hey, if We've you want got to talk to Vladi, pictures, Yeah, we do. You do do, not you? Hey, hold on to those. We may yeah. need those. I will. Okay. If you want to talk to Vlade before he uh, defects, see defects from Animal Radio, uh, give us a call at one 405 8405 Also, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical question. She is the Animal Radio vet, not just a doctor that comes in here every weekend. She actually takes care of all the Animal Radio uh, animals, and uh, so we want her to help you if you have a problem there. Or if you just want to check in, we're here for you. We all have uh, our own animals. We have you have Slater over there, Slater, and you.
2: And Slater doesn't even belong to me. He lives in like a neighbor
1: you're calling yeah, out a Slater locator, a uh, GPS device? It's
2: from PAW. It's the uh, Spotlight GPS Pet Locator. And uh, they got a really nice write-up a couple weeks ago from the L.A. Times. And this is the coolest. It's a little GPS device. And it's small enough to fit on the collar of this huge cat. Okay. Because Slater is like, he's got to be 14 or 15 pounds. Hmm. And he's not fat.
1: He's just huge. It's designed for a and dog, though, right?
2: It is really, yeah. They they basically designed it for an animal, 10 pounds, 10 pounds. Or more hmm. well so it qualifies for Slater yep. so what I'm trying to do this week is actually get a picture of him while he's wearing it, but he likes to play with it when I put it on his collar so, so have you put but it's it,
3: so cool Have you put it to the test yet?
2: Have yes, you- we have and it is so user friendly you can once you log in and sign it up you can have it send alerts to your cell phone, your um, fax, your email if your pet goes outside of the designated, Radius. What about Twitter? And it's just very, very high-tech. Well, see, so far he hasn't gone out of the radius. Yes. No. So we are thinking of taking him on a little car ride to test it.
4: <laughs> well, you got to do it. Well, it's true. It.
1: I think we give an honest, transparent uh, opinion of every item that comes through these uh, studio doors.
2: And so far we're, we're liking the Spotlight GPS locator. It's it's a very cool
1: tool for pet owners. We'll list a little bit about this product up at the website. We do pet product reviews. You can check that out at animalradio.com. Does anyone turn off the studio phone during the show? We ought to do that. <laughs> no! I'm Just, just thinking. Isn't that
2: Julio's job? He needs to be fired. It's
1: uh, Guido, and that's why he looks at you funny every time because oh. you. <laughs> thinks, yeah. You want to get it? I don't know. I'll make Hello. Elaine Bougler. She calls a lot, and just uh, she likes to shoot the the breeze with us, and then, Sometimes Jim yeah. uh, Neighbors from the grave oh, will call us. Well,
3: let me put you on hold. Okay.
1: That's just a little Ju- scary, Hal. Knew- Judy putting someone on hold right now. They yeah. want to get on with Joy. I don't have time now. We animal communicator started, Joy Bobby. Turner.
3: We'd have to go to it right now. We haven't even done Bobby. Then I okay, 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 okay okay, okay,
1: okay, okay. I don't, have I don't know like what I did. did. I took her out to dinner oh, for okay. her birthday, and it was really nice to did her. Did you not her get her, back her something rub. sparkly, Hal? All kinds of sparkly thing. Every day I get her something sparkly. <sighs> um, all right, I don't
2: know what to tell you. Try putting something in a drink.
1: You know what I just found out that if you if you feed your dog your twenty pound dog. One hot dog, because we we all feed them junk food. If you feed them one hot dog, that it's equivalent to a person consuming three entire hamburgers and two whole chocolate bars.
2: Sammy the cat is a
1: junk food kitty. I have to admit.
2: I know it's not good for him, and I look at them. I say I can't give it to you because Hal will yell at me.
1: One potato chip for your for your cat (laughs) is equivalent to what, Judy?
3: It's the caloric equivalent of one half of a hamburger or one half of a chocolate
5: bar.
2: Just one chip? Just one little potato chip. They get a little tea taste, that's it. And I know it's bad, I'll stop. No, stop it. This is Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio.
5: 1866 866
2: 405
1: 8405 To get in touch with one of the Dream Team, check in today. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Thank you. And I, I know you're. And uh, bless you, What is that? Yes.
2: What
1: is that? It's uh, it's a Jewish bless year you. actually, by the way.
2: And isn't it also are we done with Ramadan? Is Ramadan still going? I you know I, I don't know. Not keeping but, but track this year. I'm a pagan, so I don't follow you this You don't stuff. follow any of it.
1: You don't have any holidays whatsoever, no. huh? Oh, oh no, we have go. lots of holidays.
2: <laughs> Whenever there's a full moon, it's a holiday.
1: <laughs> Listen. We have the what? Animal Radio Summer Giveaway. Is, is is there's like how many days left? If to nineteen twenty nine, so we have eleven yes. days left. Yeah, you gotta
3: days. hurry up and get entered now. Sign up. You can yes. sign
1: up five times every day per household at animalradio.com or we'll give you a chance before the end of the show today to call in and get qualified for that. Great prizes from Celestron, Bissell, and Disney, and a whole bunch more. Check it out at animalradio.com to get all the rules and details and all that good stuff. Plus, you can look for adoptable animals story about that in just a minute uh, amazing agency adoption shelter near Fresno California Oh God I about, went out there it's awesome I'll tell you about that in just cool. a couple of seconds
2: what are you working on Bobby we're going to take a look in our news very special animal research has shown monkeys like Metallica monkeys like Metallica. Monkeys, like Metallica <laughs> monkeys like Metallica you didn't test this theory did you Well, no, not me personally, but real honest-to-God researchers did, so you know it must be true.
1: Okay, that's all coming up in the news in just a couple of minutes. We all think we have... The best animal around. I know Slater, uh, the Slater locator, that whole dealie with Bobby, she just thinks that's the most awesome kitty around. Well, I
3: it? know I have the best dog. <laughs> Wait, well,
1: your dog, so. you're training to do all kinds of tricks. That's she, amazing.
3: She has a whole routine of about five different tricks now that what she What are the do. tricks? Uh, she sits, she shakes, she takes a bow, she touches my hands, and if I put my arms in a loop and tell her to jump, she jumps through my arms.
1: Wow. Did you have to hire a trainer to tra- to learn all this?
3: You no. Know, no. Not with her, she learns it like on the two or three tries, wow. and she's got it down. I just think this dog would be amazing if she was with somebody who knew what they were doing.
1: Now I understand you're entering a contest at a local Petco, is that correct?
3: Yes, coming up in October, they're having a, a best pet trick, and we're going to enter the contest. We don't even know what the prize is. We don't even you care. You just want the title. We want the title and the bragging You want to win. Yeah. I'm for yeah. that.
1: <laughs> you have a lot of animals around there, too, and uh, I imagine that they're uh, probably the best, huh, Doc?
6: Mine, mine are wonderful dogs. They know how to fetch. They know how to swim. But I don't. they're not really very useful beyond that. <laughs>
1: they're great, great friends. That's the best thing about them. I think that's the most important thing is that you have a great friendship and relationship with your animals because they give you that unconditional love. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Hi, Judy. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today?
7: I'm in Leslie,
1: Arkansas. Leslie, Arkansas. Okay. How can we help you?
7: I've got a great Dane puppy and I get a lot of conflicting information on how to feed them mm. mm-hmm. so I wondered if you could help me
6: okay yeah Are You just a, a, in general what kind of feeding guidelines because he's a great Dane because because
7: well she is Sadie and um, because she's a oh, great she, Dane I've had people tell me that some people say you should supplement calcium some people say you shouldn't some people say you want to be very careful how much protein you give them because you don't want them to overgrow themselves yes. and, and give them bone problems like hip dysplasia
6: yeah some some basic general guidelines I can give uh, actually any large breed dog owner especially when they're puppies we do recommend um, large breed diets and the idea with that is that it allows a more gradual growth and we don't have real rapid growth bursts and that can help minimize some of those developmental problems like hip dysplasia some of the um, other growth uh, disorders with elbows and so forth so yeah I, I do recommend that Um, now as far as great danes always kind of throw a little extra fun in the mix because you know they are a breed we're a little extra cautious about with some um, uh, things diet related Um, so they're definitely because of their risk of some of the gi problems if you're familiar with uh, the condition bloat Yes. Well, just barely. I mean, it, some, my sister told me a couple of days ago about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, bloat is basically a condition in dogs. It can happen in any breed dog, but we see it more in large breed, uh, especially deep-chested breeds where the stomach gets kind of filled up, gassy. It flips on itself and becomes a very urgent emer- emergency problem where they can't vomit and they can go into shock, and it's, it's very fatal if not treated surgically. So because of that risk with Great Danes, they can get, about 40% of Great Danes can get this problem. So it is a huge t- concern. Um, some food-related things, I'd say. Um, used to be old thought is we wanted to elevate their food bowls. And that's not really the case. They find that um, that can actually increase the risk of bloat in dogs. So we don't oh. want to really use those elevated uh, tiers for the large breeds. Um, and I like to make sure we keep a good, healthy protein level. But we don't necessarily want to give excessive amounts to a, a Great Dane. Um, as far as the fat content in food, they have done some research and found that Great Danes or uh, large breed dogs with bloat, if they have high fat in their food, they are more prone to having this problem. So that's even yet another thing. <laughs> but I would definitely make sure with uh, Great Danes or any large breed, we do uh, frequent meals. So we don't want to have one big meal in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Spread it out over a couple meals for the day. That's good for digestive health as well as to prevent things like bloat. Th- those are some basic things. Do you feed him a dry food or a canned food? dry food. And that's kind of another interesting thing. In most cases, we say dry food is the best thing to go for. Um, but with dogs, uh, large breeds with the bloat potential, um, we actually do recommend to add canned food into the mix of things because an all-cable diet actually increases the risk of bloat in uh, these large breed dogs. So that might be another thing for you to kind of consider and um it's sometimes hard to feed like all canned food to a dog that's 150 pounds so okay. not too many people okay. do that realistically <laughs> but um it would be a, a good reason to uh, incorporate that into her diet
7: okay um what about the surgery that they do for bloat
6: yes the uh, prophylactic gastropexy and it's basically a preventative surgery where we go in and we uh, surgically tack or kind of tether the stomach um to the body wall um that is recommended, and uh, ideally we try to do that at the time of spaying or neutering, or at some other time, you know, even preventatively it can be done. Um, but they have found that that has been, um, at, in at-risk breeds, it's been very valuable. Um, so uh, breeds like um, the Great Dane, Weimaraners, uh, Standard Poodles, and Rottweilers particularly will be good candidates to do this preventative surgery. So, yeah, I would be a fan of that for her.
7: And what is a good age to have them? spayed or neutered. I can't remember which is right.
6: Most times we'll, we'll do that at about six months of age, um, depending on your veterinarian. And as far as some of them want them a little bit older because they feel that uh, everything in the abdomen is uh, for the stomach surgery is um, a little bit more mature, but generally six months should be good. All right. Well, thank you
3: very much. I appreciate that. Isn't part of the bloat thing when they eat too fast? Don't you want to try to eat, have them eat slower?
6: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is a, definitely one of the other risk factors. Eating fast. It used to be thought that you know if they eat and they go run and exercise, that increased their risk. But some of the studies actually show that you know it's not so much the activity after, but dogs that eat fast, uh, older dogs, uh, bloat is more common. Deep chested, actually, believe it or not, nervous dogs. So if your dog- has kind of an anxiety, nervous potential, those pets have a little bit higher risk of developing bloat than the calm laid back couch potato type dog. Wow. <laughs> Interesting stuff, huh? Yeah. one
1: 405 8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or Vladimir the world famous Russian dog wizard, Vinny Penn, animal communicator Jory Turner, Susan Sims or Bobby, Brit Dr. Jim Humphreys. The whole gang is here this wow. morning. It seems like we've, uh, I guess it's the free donuts. Is it the free donuts? <laughs> that yeah. helps. You could also ask us a question during the week, head on over to the website at animalradio.com.
5: This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit
1: www.safeguardfordogs.com.
5: Okay, time to check out that website I heard
1: about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. Roxy. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them.
5: Here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com.
8: Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com or call
2: 1-888-PETS-911
9: today. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio.
2: When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com.
1: Animal Radio is brought to you by...
10: One-Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot and it's gone. Call 1-800-874-7070 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now.
1: This is Animal Radio. Strange, very strange. It's Animal Radio. No, Bobby working on a story now about monkeys and Metallica. I want to know what other Animal Radio show is working on a monkey Metallica story right now.
2: I don't think there are too many. How no. I think that Only we can us. say this is an exclusive it's story.
1: Exclusive there, nice. and of course, right.
2: Whether it be Fade to Black, Don't Tread on Me, or Creeping Death.
1: You see, you do know you're like Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> telling me you don't know metallica one 405 dr debbie answering your vet medical questions Vladi, the world famous a russian dog wizard animal communicator joy turner on the way also a great guest coming up first of all you know not a lot of people know that judy here she's uh she's overcome a lot of adversity in her life she was hey. born I'm mostly you say, oh sorry I'm just, well i'm, <laughs> can I, I'm just going to tell listeners she was okay. born without a head and uh, going through life without a head's kind of tough, yeah, but she has. For- she was- it is. It's uh, yeah. you had food problems, eating problems. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the problems you would think you would have.
11: Yeah, she Locking has
1: problems. done a yeah. great job producing Animal Radio. She's overcome this adversity and uh, really used it to her benefit to make the number one uh, animal talk show in I'll America. Think. And there's Yay! there's a guest that's coming on in a few minutes. She has a black cat who is blind. And this cat's been blind its whole life. It's overcome Aww. a lot of adversity, and she has too. She's been told no her whole life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she, she didn't stop when she was told no. No, nope. She'll be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll also get you qualified for the summer giveaway. Prizes from Celestron, Bissell, Disney, Litter Robot, World's Best Cat Litter, and and Daz. All the details over at the website, mm-hmm. animalradio.com. Ice cream. We do have ice cream left, don't we, Bobby? You didn't eat all the ice cream we we're going to give away. Ah, oh, we'll have to get more, you know. That's coming out of my paycheck. <laughs> as, as you uh-huh. said. Is Michael Vick still in the news there?
2: Oh, you mean the convicted dog killer? Yes. Yeah, my suggestion, my personal opinion, and, and I came up with this because I don't think that the reaction has, has quite been proper enough to welcome him back uh-huh. into the real world after his, his sentencing and his time has been served. My personal opinion is if you happen to see Michael Vick on the street somewhere, just go to him and start barking at <laughs> him.
1: What can he do? Right? (laughs) Seriously, nothing. (laughs)
2: Absolutely nothing. Just bark
1: at him. Why don't you Twitter that to everyone? How's the Twitter going? You're twittering.
2: Twitter's awesome. Twitter loves us, and we love Twitter. We've got lots of followers. In just a couple weeks, we've been there. We're already over a hundred. Oh, good. Which is a good number, Hal.
1: And you're helping out with the fires that uh, were in Los Angeles? We
2: did. We retweeted a lot of information about how people could go to the Pasadena Humane Society, which is PasadenaHumane.org. They needed volunteers. They needed um, a lot of people to help with the animals. They housed over 300 animals during that evacuation. Oh, wow. And they were very successful at it because... They've got experience at it. So Twitter was a great tool to use. A lot of people were using it during the fires and the evacuations. And the animal rescue groups have jumped on it, and they're being very, very intelligent about helping people out by using social media. If
1: you want to follow us on Twitter, head on over to twitter.com slash animalradio. And, of course, that's we'll link us. to that from the very front of the Animal Radio website. Look for the uh, Twitter logo. Bobby's the head Twitterer here. <laughs> that's
7: am the it? head
3: twit. Twit. <laughs> <laughs> and we mean that in the nicest of
1: ways, Bobby. Oh,
12: sure you do. Oh, boy. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go ahead and set the scene here. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Sleeping in front of the prize closet, which contains a Celestron spotting scope, binoculars, a Bissell deep cleaning pet vax, Disney goodies including passes to Disney's Animal Kingdom, a litter robot, Haagen Dazs ice cream. Mm. Did you ladies? I'm on that man. Yeah. Did anybody leave any Haagen Dazs left for the listeners? I
6: think so. I think there's. Yeah, Gotta
1: save some for the package here, okay? Also, bring
6: my spoon Mac, also, please. Here, here
1: World's best cat litter. Premium cat litter, a year supply. All of this part of the Animal Radio Super Summer Giveaway. Head on over to AnimalRadio.com to get signed up for it right now. We'll get you qualified before the end of the show. I'm sorry, I need to do that. I always that. do that. Don't you throw your Kleenex. Kleenex.
3: Use Kleenex. Use Kleenex.
1: Thank you for cleaning that up. Yes. Hi Shelton, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Very good. How can we help you today?
8: Well, I've got a, a dilemma. I've got a uh, Brittany Spaniel that. Uh, he has, he, last year about this time, he got tetanus.
11: Ooh. Mm,
8: okay. I, I didn't catch it. Uh, I was out of town and my wife took him to an emergency vet. It was like his head was like he had run into the fence or something and, and had a crick in his neck. And okay. the emergency vet just treated him generally. And then by the time I got uh, home a week later, I saw the sardonic smile and you know, he was having uh tremors and what have you and we got him back to the bed and and got him on a you know a good antibiotic. Okay. Uh you know, it, it seems to be recurring every now and then, although we've had him on antibiotics for, you know, two and three months at a stretch at times. The next one okay.
6: got that's eight. a little strange.
8: So uh yeah it it is and and you know i've read all i can read about it and i understand that uh um, you know that uh the toxins bind to the nerve endings or something so mm-hmm. so he uh so what happens is uh, you know he still has the tremors occasionally and it and it gets worse occasionally
6: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that is kind of unusual. And a,
8: a relapse on the. Uh, I mean, can you can you uh have a relapse on tetanus?
6: Not typically, no. And and just to back up for a minute, with tetanus, um, we kind of know that in the human world as lockjaw, um, and what it, it's basically the disease is caused by a. A bacteria uh, called clostridium. And we see that where there's a puncture wound. This little organism lives in the soil. So if there's some kind of wound that gives it an entry into the animal's body, um, then we can get this problem. It's not terribly common. We never see it in cats, rarely in dogs. So you're in an unfortunate situation here with your little baby because um, it really isn't all that commonly seen. Now, when I got to ask you, when this first happened originally, was there a wound? Was there some kind of puncture that we could identify with in about a week or two before this
11: right
8: so is there, is there anything we can do with the i'm sorry say that again the tetanus it, i was
6: i was wondering if when he had the the original bout of tetanus if there was an actual wound that we knew about at that time we
8: no, we couldn't find anything
6: Okay, cause it really is very unusual. Most dogs with tetanus, once we get them on a good antibiotic, a good penicillin or metronidazole, they have that initial treatment and it may last about seven days. Um, some lingering effects, maybe for a month, but after that, we should be done and over with. There shouldn't be a sustained problem. Now, in up to almost 25% of the cases of tetanus in dogs can actually be from something like a foxtail wound. And if you are seeing an on again, off again problem, then that might be something I would direct you to make sure we're really looking very hard. Um, because those kind of wounds are very small. Um, sometimes they can be a chronic wound between the toes. Um, in certain areas but there really shouldn't be an easy explanation that i could tell you why tetanus would reoccur unless we have um, still have a a festering wound of some sort Um, and then otherwise you know i guess the long-term effects um, is there possible damage to the neurologic system Um, i cannot say that i've ever read or heard of any long-term effects um, as far as now is he having seizures or anything like that
8: Not, not necessarily seizures but his His right, uh, left side is affected, uh, especially his left, uh, hind leg. I mean, he, he, it's almost like a scratching motion.
6: Hmm, okay. uh,
8: In fact, he's, he's always, even as a puppy, scratched his left side. But you'll see his leg start, we, we, we started to call him thumper because it'll, it'll just, you know, he could be laying there and it'll start thumping. You know, if he gets excited, it happens. we did have him on the, uh, Metro, I forget how you say the word. Metronitis. Uh, that, yes, we had him on that a- antibiotic, and, you know, and then I read something that it causes, can cause tumor and tumor, uh, cancerous tumors in animals. So we, after about a month, we took him off of that, and now he's, he's, you know, it's on and off on Cipro and what have you, trying to, uh, uh we're just uh, afraid he, you know, he'll, he'll get full-blown tetanus again.
11: Because it, yeah. it gets
8: very strange. It, it's affected him uh, neurologically, you know, from even a personality standpoint.
11: hmm
8: But the fox yeah, tail, and- I, I don't know that, you know, I, I guess we have it, but, it, you know, he's always in our backyard. We rarely take him out in the field anymore. hmm
6: sure and you know occasionally it's more when the, when we're battling a dog that that has the the tetanus actually active sometimes we will use like muscle relaxants um such as methylcarbamol so something like that i can see um but yeah i'm just a little puzzled as why we're having more of a long term thing here with with your baby unless you know we've got some other little kind of a seizure disorder um or something else going on um if we did sustain some damage to the, to the, something in the back end so i'm going to kind of scratch my head here a little bit shelton um and as far as I'm assuming your your vet's working diligently to try to figure this out, um, but it might really warrant um, kind of looking at that area on his spine a little bit more and really looking for any evidence of uh, you know a, a chronic wound or any kind of area where we could explain that this happened from. Well, but
8: you know that our our vet has only seen two cases in 30 years.
6: Yeah, it's not common. It really is not. Um, And fortunately, animals are fairly resistant to the effects of uh, tetanus. And uh, in a lot of cases, some of these wounds that they sustain, you know, we notice them, we treat them, they get on antibiotics. So um, it's not always a a concern or a cause of alarm. So you've got an unusual baby there, Shelton, and and I wish you the best of luck with him. Hopefully uh, we'll find some results and get, get our baby back to normal there. So best wishes to you and thank you for calling. This is Dr. Debbie at one 405 8405
1: The whole gang is here, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinnie Penn, animal communicator, Joey Turner, waiting to bridge the gap. If there is one. Susan Sims from Fido Friendly, talking about travel with your pet. And, Bobby, she's working on news right now. What is
6: she working on?
1: She's surveying people to find out whether or not if they saw a dog locked in a car, a hot car, if they would break the window to get the dog out. What would they do? What would they do? What would you do? one 405 Dr. Debbie, what would you do if you saw?
6: Yeah. I think I might throw a rock through the window. <laughs> Even if it
1: could get you in civil, criminal trouble?
6: I guess I got the background that I could say I'm a vet and I thought the animal was in a medical crisis, so mm, I think I could beautiful. fall on that one. I
5: like that. I like yeah. that you're listening to animal radio you can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com log on learn more this is an animal radio news update
2: i'm bobby hill for animal radio convicted dog killer and reinstated nfl quarterback michael vick began fulfilling his deal with the humane society by bringing a quote "end dog fighting message to a group of kids Anti-dogfighting advocate Tio Hardiman said of Vic's talk to youths in Chicago, quote, he told them what he did was something they shouldn't follow, end quote, and went on to describe the quarterback as struggling with emotions as he spoke. ASPCA president Ed Sayers, who wasn't particularly convinced of Vic's change of heart during a 60 Minutes interview, said, quote, CBS did a grave disservice to the animal welfare community by failing to show the ugly truth of Mr. Vic's actions and the horrors of dog fighting and animal cruelty in this country. Monkeys like Metallica. It's fact. It's true, according to a new study from the Royal Society Biology Letters. While the study showed animals usually prefer sounds of their own kind or just plain silence, it showed monkeys liked Metallica. The primates reacted very calmly to the metal music, which surprised the researchers. However, according to the study, there's no explanation as to why the monkeys like the metal. And here are a, a few popular cat myths that we can debunk for you. Myth number one, cats are immune to rabies. Wrong Cats can carry rabies just like dogs and should be vaccinated. Two, if a cat loses its whiskers, it'll lose its sense of balance. Again, wrong. Cats use their whiskers as feelers, not for balance. But you should never cut or pull a cat's whiskers. Didn't you do that, Judy, once
3: th- when you were a kid? No, my little sister. No. Little cut sister cut- off. She cut off all the cat's whiskers. What, did it lose its She trimmed them. Yeah, don't do
1: that. Yeah, no. she trimmed don't them real don't sharp. Do, but but what's number three? That's it.
2: Number three is cats eat grass if they're sick. That's wrong. While veterinarians still aren't sure why cats scarf down grass, they say don't panic if your cat nibbles from time to time on the lawn. Research does show, amazingly enough, that some animals just like to eat grass. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Probably some study that was funded by our millions of tax dollars.
13: Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call debt settlement USA at one eight eight
4: eight five five one seven seven eight eight. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call one eight 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 five five one seven seven eight eight. That's eight 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 five five one seven seven eight eight.
14: Hey hey, this is Davy Jones here on Animal Radio. Just want to say look after those animals because they look after you. Have a great time. See you soon. Bye.
0: This is. Animal radio, baby.
1: All I can say is it's a good thing this is radio. Certainly, Dr. Debbie which doesn't look like a doctor today in that shirt. <laughs> be dazzled. I'm sorry you don't! No. Uh i wouldn't even wouldn't even want to explain to what she just said to me.
2: she knows sign language I didn't know that
1: one eight six six four oh five eight four oh five you yourself you dress like this normally Bobby, so i'm not, it doesn't buy I mean radio. Me, uh...
3: We're a crew. Good thing
1: we're on this side of there the microphone. There you go. But if you want to talk to the doc or the uh, Vlade, and Vlade, I got to say, he used to wear this stitched shirt that says Vlade got on his it.
3: His name,
2: everything on it.
1: Not yeah. this week. He's uh, got kind of yeah, a silk in case shirt Ever since he got lost. Ever since he was on NPR a couple weeks back, he's. Uh,
2: I know he's gotten all respectable now.
1: Yeah, what is that about? Kind of. Uh, I don't know. He better knock it off. <laughs> we get a lot of dog calls here. And people say, yeah. you, you say you tend to be dog-centric. And really, we take whatever calls we can get. We talk about iguanas. We talk about turkeys. We talk about...
3: Skunks, uh, raccoons. Horses, horses
1: bunnies. And, and, of course, Animal Radio was founded by a cat. And we, so we love the felines. It's great after seeing Marley and me and A Little Big Life. All these books come out that are entangling stories about the dogs that a cat novel is out now and I when I say novel it's a it's not a fiction it's a it's a true story called Homer's Odyssey and it's about a black cat that's blind we have the uh, author on the phone Gwen Pooper hi Gwen I'm sorry I, hello how are you doing today
15: good how are you
1: very good I love Homer's Odyssey great
15: oh thank you so much
1: tell us about your cat
15: uh, my cat, Homer, uh, who is still alive, so I will just get that right out there, that this is not... There you go. Get the news first. It <laughs> ends with the death of the beloved cat okay, good. Um, good to know. Hang with me right now as I talk to you. Uh, Homer is 13 years old, and he is blind. He's always been blind.
14: From uh, birth. He
15: was birth. Uh, he had a very bad... He was a stray kitten who was found at two weeks of age with a very bad eye infection, and it was progressed enough that... Even at that point, there was nothing that could be done to save his vision, and he, um, he
6: has never
3: seen it all.
15: He has never seen it all. I would say he does not know he's blind, and we do not tell him. Good. So, sure. uh, well, <laughs> so how does he react? You just have to be that, that way. Secret in show business. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's never been able to see, and so you know, it's. I always say he really has no idea that there is such a thing as as vision. And in his world, I'm just omniscient because I always know what he's up to. Does he have trouble getting around? No, he uh, he gets around completely fine. You would never know that he was blind to mm. see him running around. Are it's,
1: his other senses enhanced?
15: Absolutely. My uh, my husband always compares him to Daredevil, the the Marvel comic superhero who's <laughs> blind and has these superpower other senses. Yes, yes. That is Homer. Homer can tell the difference between a can of tuna and a can of tomato soup while they're still in the can, Ah. Ah. while the can is sealed, and his hearing hearing and balance are are just really unbelievable, and he does not bump into things, he does not bump into things. Now, how did you end
2: up? Part of that reason, if I can throw that in there, Gwen, is Um, cats are actually very in tune with the magnetic fields of the earth.
15: Um, And that's part of the way they... I was going to say, that is actually something I did not know, but his whiskers are are certainly extraordinary. He's one of the cat myths, yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Am I wrong in thinking that, that his whiskers help him out a lot? No, they Um, do. You are absolutely correct, Gwen. Yeah, no, they, uh, they, he, it definitely gives him a sense of where solid objects are around him that he's not necessarily touching. Um, Right,
2: think of them as curb feelers.
15: Right, exactly. How did you end
2: up
14: with Homer?
15: Uh, Homer was, uh, was found on the streets of Miami as, as a two-week-old kitten, as I said, and he was brought to my veterinarian by a couple who was planning to adopt him, but when they found out he was going to be blind, felt that he should be put to sleep. They uh-huh. thought, that, you know, what kind of a life would he live? In fairness, they, they thought it was the more humane thing. Um, and my vet felt that there was no reason why, especially a kitten who had never been able to see, um that there was no reason why he couldn't live a happy and healthy and full life so she treated his condition and set about trying to find a home for him and uh, she she called everybody on her list she took out ads she hit up you know friends from veterinary school and nobody wanted to take this cat home and she couldn't take him home because she had a toddler who's allergic to cats so it was she was really getting sort of desperate and um It it was a point in my life, I was 24 years old, I had just ended a long-term relationship with the man who I'd been living with. I thought we were going to get married, and, and we didn't. So I was staying in a friend's spare bedroom with the two cats I already had, and it was not necessarily an ideal time for me to take on a third cat, but when my vet called with this story... Uh, I was, of course, in tears by the end of it. And I believe what I said is, you know, I'll, I'll come in and meet him, but I'm not promising anything. Uh, no, <laughs> and, I mean, and, and as we all know, girl. I mean, yeah. that's basically the yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is that uh, once Pretty you much. come in and meet him, you've said yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, but you've learned some big time life lessons from this whole thing about adversity, huh?
15: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, the, the thing that struck me about Homer from the second that I met him, you know, as I said, I was going through this very tough period in my life. I was broke. I was heartbroken. I was staying in a friend's spare bedroom. I didn't even have, you know, my own roof over my head. And, uh, you know, when I was young and I was inclined to be very sort of, you know, melodramatic about my own sorrows. And, uh, and I met Homer and he was this kitten who had had a very rough early few weeks. And he was just happy; he was just a really happy, cheerful, loving kitten from the second that I picked him up and he made me very ashamed of myself for my own self pity and, and I just had the sense that any cat who wanted me what made me want to be a better person within five minutes of meeting him was a cat who's destined to live an extraordinary life and, uh, and I just wanted to be a part of it.
3: Now he, um, you had to warn your dates when you were single, when you would bring guys home and I, I started reading the book and he actually greeted you, the cat <laughs> greeted you at the door when you brought your first date home and he had something in his mouth?
15: Yes, yeah, this is wow. That's, uh Right in on this story. So, just to set this up where you have to imagine, so the cat, in addition to being blind, his, his eyes had to be surgically removed when he was three weeks old. Aww, poor and, and the were sutured shut, so it, you know, it doesn't, he doesn't have, it, it doesn't, there are plenty of pictures of him in the book. It, it is not gruesome looking at all. But um Homer went through this phase where he was very into playing with tampons. They uh <laughs> they roll around and they string yes! on the end. And yeah. it's sort of a perfect cat toy and I would yeah. try to hide them in places where he couldn't get them, but he is a crafty little guy. Uh, he yes. can climb things, he opens cabinets and, and no matter where I put them, he would find them. Oh no. So Chloe I came Kitty home. used to do that. <laughs> right. So I came home with a date and you just have to get the mental image of this eyeless black hat running around with a tampon in his mouth, and and this guy must have been convinced that he'd wandered into Hannibal Lecter's house. Uh, you know? oh my <laughs> God. I mean, I would say, had I turned to him and said, "It, it puts the lotion in the basket," <laughs> you know, he probably would have uh, not been surprised. Did, and did you uh, see him again? Uh, no, no, actually, I did not. Oh. <laughs> I mean, which was fine. You know <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah. But. Uh, certainly a, a startling visual image to walk into someone's house.
1: All it? of this chronicled in Homer's Odyssey, A Fearless Feline Tale, or How I Learned About Love Life with a Blind Wonder Cat, a memoir by Gwen Cooper. Homer's Odyssey, not the one that you probably read in uh, high school. Are they, no, they're not the it?
15: Odyssey by Homer. Yes, no, it's, Homer's it's, it's Odyssey. <laughs> much
1: different about a, a very special blind cat who's still alive, and a great book. I'm going to give away 10 copies right now to 10 lucky listeners at one 405 8405 If you Don't get through. Check out the Bantam Dell label, Homer's Odyssey. Uh, The author, Gwen, thank you so much for joining us today.
15: Thank you so much for having me.
1: More Animal Radio on the way.
2: When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine Caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com.
9: Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal Peoples published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's Fair and Accurate Investigative Reporting from the Industry Watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido Magazine. <laughs> Perhaps you can do without it. But for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you.
7: Hi, it's Lisa LaPorta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet.
0: Animal Radio coming at you with the party animal. That's me, Vinnie Penn, and nice to be back here doing kind of a part two. If you were listening to last week's installment of the party animal, you know that my daughter's goldfish, Betty, was either murdered or killed herself or just died of natural causes. She was a year old. Maybe a little over a year, actually. It's not like we bought her and watched her hatch from a goldfish egg. Do they hatch from eggs? I don't really know. Nonetheless, my daughter has now decided what she wants her new pet to be, and it is the natural evolution. It is what you would think the next animal would be after having a goldfish, and that's a horse. Yes, a horse. I don't know where this came, I don't know, I don't even know where where does where she thinks we're gonna put it uh the horse uh well we do have a two car garage i guess that's rather extravagant to a six year old there's some show she watches on the b b c where snobbish uh british equestrians fight over who gets to ride cal- who gets to ride calico today Calico is my horse, Don, you mine. And now all of a sudden my daughter Stella thinks she can take care of a horse, ride a horse, when uh, what comes out of a horse is twice the size of her. But yes, uh, her goldfish died, and, she, and I said to her, well, we can move on. What's the next pet you would like? Are we ready? Uh, to? Uh, is the family ready for a dog? I still didn't really recover from the passing of my last dog, but for my kids I will and she's like, ah, I think I kind of know what's next. I'm like, oh, is it going to be a cat? I'm not that, you know, I, I've had some friends with cats that I love, but I was w- a little bit worried it was going to be a cat. And she goes, a horsey. Okay, let's go down to the horse store and, and pick out a horse. And what's the name for it? And, of course, Stella, ever creative with her names for horses, was, well, I just said, horsey. So, yes, um, when the time comes and we're in the bigger house, and if this passion continues thanks to that snobbish BBC series, Vinny Penn, your party animal, will be the owner of Horsey the Horse. See you next week.
5: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
16: Dogs or cats. Horse or animals are people too. You smell like a pig. You might not be able to say that much longer. Purdue University scientists are trying to determine why pigs smell so much and how they can make it stop. Their research is in response to growing pressure from federal regulators, environmentalists, and rural residents sick of the stench. Linda and Perry Trader's Indiana backyard is so stinky from a nearby hog farm, they have to stay inside, never using their swimming pool. Scientists are attacking the stink where it starts. Hogs are fed experimental feeds to help change the strong sulfur and ammonia smells they leave behind. And the research is promising. Scientists say that pig farms won't ever smell great, just maybe more like cattle farms. Humphrey Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Joy
14: Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay a new to your pets.
1: Animal Radio is brought to you by.
10: One-Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, pet stains, crayon marks, mildew. One-Shot and it's gone. Call 1-800-874-7070 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now.
4: This is Animal Radio.
1: Minus 12 days. Tima, <laughs> get in control of the Mika there. What's going on? Is that Mika?
12: What's going on? Is she,
1: she all yeah. upset? 12 more days. No. She for, wanna
12: get the ball. She want and she 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 like a kind of. It's it's a Judy's Chihuahua's fault. She's staring at my dog all the time. Hey. Hey. I think they're in love. <laughs> hey, I want to tell you.
1: Twelve more days until you can. Uh, well, until the drawing for the Animal Radio Super Summer Giveaway prizes from Bissell, Celestron, Disney, Walt Disney in on this with some great stuff as well as Litter Robot. And Hagenda's uh, ice cream. Did I get them all? Oh, world's best cat litter with a year's supply of cat litter. All great stuff. You can sign up at the website at animalradio.com. Right now, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is answering your most vexing dog behavior questions. Bill, how are you doing?
17: I'm doing great. How about you guys?
1: Good. What's on your mind?
17: Well, I called last week and mentioned that I have a catahoula leopard hound. Oh, yeah. And she, and she uh, is jumping the fence. Well, we got up. We, last week, my wife bought a uh, no jump harness for her, and she put that, that, that harness on her. What it does, it attaches to her back leg so she can't stand up and climb the fence. Well, my wife said that she had that thing chewed off of her in five minutes and was out in the front yard.
12: <laughs> okay, Bill. Uh, so, you're with
17: the well, famous famous. but this week, she hasn't jumped the fence even once. And we had had her for three years before she finally climbed the fence and got out.
1: You mean she's, she, was she was jumping the fence a year, couple of weeks ago? She but was
17: she, a, she, No, I'm sorry. She, she, was yeah, jump- she was about a year old when we got her, and my wife rescued her from the street. We found her running on the street, and we couldn't find the owner at all. We we put ads in the paper and called places and talked to all the vets around, and we couldn't find anybody that owned her, so we just kept her.
12: So, Bill, what did you do with her?
17: Well, we, we, we tried to catch her. <laughs> at first, she wouldn't let us catch her. The only way we could catch her is if we pulled up on her in the car and opened the door. But now she was she she got to where she would let us walk up to her and just put put the leash on her. We scold her for jumping, but uh, and we tried putting some stuff in front of the fence to where she won't climb it. You know, can't get to it. But she figured a way to push that stuff out of the way. But like I said, during this past week, she hasn't jumped it at all or had not climbed it at
12: all. You know, uh, Bill, and for everyone who is hearing me right now, so what the Bill is uh, referring to, he has a dog who likes to jump over the fence. And yes, for everyone, to... thank, you, thank you, Bill, for, for letting us know you kind of resolved your co- uh, question already, and it just happened miraculously, I guess, in your situation. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening to us right now, they still haven't jumping situations and problems with their dogs so they would be interested probably to hear what can we do in order to help them out so dogs jump for the fence because of many many reasons people and one of the reasons is uh, they don't have a good bonding with the owner they have a separation anxiety they like to it's an opposite, uh, opposite uh, problem they would like to um, you know be close to the owner who may be babying them too much sometimes happening with the the rescue dogs because rescue dogs uh, had a bad life and the new owner tried to overcompensate for that bad life and create separation anxiety. And, you know, it can be confined phobia. It can be a lot of things. Whatever situation we have, we need to, number one, Make sure the dog is comfortable in the backyard. Um, and the second, make sure the dog is tired in the backyard. I like to do obedience training in the backyard, putting collar and leash, and do simple things two times per day. Let's go, sit, stay, calm down, make sure the dog is tired. I want to make sure the backyard has a shadow area where the dog can, you know, can have some shadow area and be like, um, have a cool area so he could relax and, uh, you know, enjoy its life. Um, and also, I'd like to supply your dog uh jumping dog with some interactive toys, uh, such as, uh, especially in this summertime, a lot of toys right now provide us a, a opportunity, possibility to fill them with water and freeze them, and the dog can just enjoy that life and run around in the backyard and play with uh, stuff. I also like the uh, products by company, for instance, uh, Premier Pet. They're, it's interactive toys. You can put a lot of cookies and kibbles inside uh, the toys and the, and the dogs rotate those toys and kibbles falling down and the dog just enjoying its life and get, gets busy. So this is all together as far as feeding the dogs physical and mental needs in your backyard will really address the cause of this problem. Now no matter what we do people sometimes you know uh, situation gets bad and you need to deal with the symptoms as well. In this situation of course the simple solution just increase the uh, height, uh, of the fence, and it can be done in a very cheaper way. There is a lot of, uh, possibilities to do it. Just stop by a local Home Depot store or another hardware store, talk to the experts, they will advise you what the cheapest way to perform. What I like to do in the simplest way is just basically get the stick and uh, hang that stick on the rope a little bit higher than uh, our waistline and hang it uh, like next to the area where the dogs like to jump over the fence. They, l- they normally like to jump in one, two spots. So when they see some type of unstable uh, stick is uh, waving back and forth, forward, in the area where they need to jump, they, they, quickly lose the uh, they lose the confidence in, um, not jumping. In other situation, in other in our uh, resolution, it's special harness. It calls no pull harness, basically designed for, so the dogs would not pull. If you teach your dog, uh, basically, uh, carry that harness and have to leave them alone, um, that's prohibiting dogs for making any sharp movements with their, um, uh back legs but make sure you know this is this can be done just under supervision because you don't want to leave the dog and they step the harness when you're not supervised her uh and of course if nothing going to work invisible fans would be great solution for this situation but again all this uh I just jumping barking uh, biting and uh, whatever whatever behavior problem can be just the symptoms remember Meeting the dog's physical, mental, and social needs will address cause of any behavior problems in dogs, including the few which you're complaining about and the few which may accept. This is the Vladi. 405
1: 8405 to talk to the
12: world-famous Russian dog wizard. I saved that call. <laughs> he just called us to let us know if his problem is d- resolved.
0: This is Animal our, our, our Radio Network. This is Animal Radio, baby.
1: If this is your first time joining us on Animal Radio, well, welcome. We're the dream team of experts. Well, I'm not. Who
6: is? <laughs> You're not. I'm just yeah.
1: the uh, I'm just the airbag here. That I'm like a ringmaster. The experts, really, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Uh, Vinnie Penn, animal communicator. Joy Turner, Susan Sims, uh, Bobby Hill. Uh, even Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. She has more experience than I do in almost anything. <laughs> you are. Uh, You just uh, got done doing a whole spay and neuter special down there at the clinic, huh?
6: Oh, and it continues. It continues. Yes. I mean, it's a tough time for folks, so yeah, we've kind of dropped prices, make it more reasonable for f- folks to get their pets spayed and keep pet, up- pet overpopulation under control as well. So, yeah. You know, a lot of people think that it's just
1: the pet overpopulation thing. Actually, spaying and neutering your animal can reduce certain types of cancer. Oh,
6: yeah. Both in females and in males. And a lot of people don't realize some of the behavioral problems that we can offset don't occur for years. So so a lot of times, oh, my six-month-old male dog, he's fine. He doesn't need to be neutered. Wait a couple of years. The problems will set in. So, yeah, I, I like to catch them when we can, six months or so.
1: Well, I wish we could have been there to get our uh, outdoor cat. Neutered this week. We we had to go into another place because we're we're nowhere near each other in reality. You you think we're across each other in a, in a studio? <laughs> 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 You're in Las Vegas, Nevada, actually, where it's probably god hot today. And yeah, we take our cat, this studio cat that's just been hanging around outside, to the vet to get it neutered, and we find out that it's FIV positive, which no. is not necessarily a death sentence, but it is a, it is a dangerous disease. Can you tell me a little bit about it?
6: Yes, and and I remember when we were talking about this, how I was kind of saying, let's get this fella tested, because a lot of outdoor cats, especially male cats, can have... Viral disease like FIV, it's kind of like AIDS in people, but it doesn't necessarily cause the degree of debilitation that wow. we do with see with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it affects a lot of the immune immune system effects. So frequent infections, a lot of dental problems, respiratory infections, digestive problems. So and how is it transmitted?
1: Know. Is it saliva? Is it blood? What is that? That's what everyone's asking.
6: Yeah, generally by saliva and blood. So mostly for the male cats that are outside, unneuter, they're out spatting and fighting. And um, when they bite each other, they pass this virus along. So, yeah, that's the main way it's passed. Can they
1: live a full life?
6: In, in some cases. They, they generally do have a sh- slightly shorter lifespan, um, but not quite as bad as a cat that is um, feline leukemia positive. So really? for you know, if you keep, keep in mind all the special needs that an FIV positive cat has, they can live a reasonably long life. Um, you just have a little extra work on your hands to keep them healthy and to be very vigilant for some of those problems along the way.
3: Do I have to worry about them sharing a food bowl with a cat that's not infected?
6: <laughs> not generally, um, although I do like to make sure we test the kitties in the same household um, because intimate close contact it has to be very close contact generally to to pass this virus um, now, I wasn't sure. Are you bringing this kitty in the house Well, we,
1: we actually opted. No. We found a wonderful sanctuary, a place called the Cat House on the Kings. That takes it,
3: FIV positive cats.
1: If you're in the Fresno area, if you're listening on KYNOAM 1300 or on XM uh, Satellite Radio, anywhere in Central California, you want to adopt an animal, uh, look at this place. They have 700 700 cats, <laughs> amazing facility. Wow. There's a there's a video on YouTube. We're going to link to it from animalradio.com. But they have healthy cats, they have older cats, they have young cats, dogs too. They all seem to get along. It's it's really a no phenomenal cages. phenomenal experience. And YouTube is really the only uh, way you can see the experience without driving out there. And there's a great video online. It's called the Cat House on the Kings, and we'll link to it from animalradio.com. And we'll try to have them on in the next few. Yeah, I I want to
3: check in. I checked in with Tux the other day, and they said he was doing well, so I want to check in with him. Living with those other
1: FIV cats. Yes. They'll have a happy life there. Yes. Good stuff. Dr. Debbie, are you ready to answer some calls? I sure am. Let's get to it. Uh. 1-866-405-8405.
5: We'll do it next. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more.
1: Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio.
0: This is Animal Radio, baby. one 405
1: 8405 Just explain to a listener that our cat is named Uh-Oh. <laughs> Name the cat Uh-Oh. Because, why do we name the cat O? Oh, I guess the mom sounded like she was saying uh-oh, uh-oh. or something like yeah. that. You want to get that phone there? Go ahead. one 405 8405 Do you have a, an animal with a strange or funny name? How did they get that name? We'd love to hear it. Uh, we were uh, surfing the web. We're playing this million-dollar contest where you send your pictures in and they judge the world's cutest dog. We put ladybug put ladybug oh we gotta do that of
6: course you did
1: <laughs> we put ladybug in there and there's a million ladybugs It's a pretty common name uh-oh not so common what are your weird or strange names one 405 8405 hi who's this hello hi who is this
7: hey oh my name's deborah
1: hi. <laughs> how are you doing deborah oh
7: uh, stuck in my truck
1: stuck in your truck do we need to send help for you deborah <laughs>
7: I'm not quite that. My bottom's not quite that big. But no, I just ride to Salt Lake City this weekend. But oh, you got a no, long haul. Yeah. Okay. I have I have two dogs. Yes. I have Jakey Poo Poo, the demonic blue healer. <laughs> you can imagine where the poo poo came from. Sure. I, and I, then I have uh, a Catahoula Leopard dog, and his. uh Registered name is Mississippi Mojo.
1: Mississippi Mojo and Jakey yeah. Poo Or did they travel with you?
7: Uh, the big boy Mojo da- did. He's. I don't have a. I don't have my own truck anymore. But oh. he has. He had a million miles on him. Wow! Whoa. Wow! That's is. Me. That's
1: a high mileage dog, isn't it? Yeah. That's more than you. Did you say? Yeah. Oh wow!
7: <laughs> <laughs> but Jakey barks at oncoming traffic, which is problematic in a truck.
1: Yeah. 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 We that hear get, about that a lot.
3: That would get annoying after
1: a while. Yeah.
7: Well, the herding breeds, you know, but uh-huh. basically all they want to herd now
1: is bacon. Ah, I can understand that. As I get older, that's all I want to herd either. <laughs> well, thank you for your names today. Can we send them a toy, a small toy? Sh- sure. Okay, hold on for one second. Yeah, I think one of your bedazzled uh, sequins fell off your stethoscope. There, I don't want the dog to eat it. They Pardon me. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world famous, world famous, and N- NPR famous Russian dog mm-hmm. wizard. Still trying to figure out uh, how he got on NPR. All things considered, seems like a they're like a journalism monument. Oh, it's a like when monument. you're on there, you know yeah. you've made it. And uh, he's big time now. I tell you he's very famous. He really is. And if you want to talk to him before he defects from Animal Radio, 866 405 8405. Also Animal Communicator Joy Turner, Bobby working on more story. She has some story about monkeys and Metallica and she won't tell me the whole the whole all the details So I'm really. I'm going to listen. Yeah, I'm going to actually stick and around. monkeys Metallica mix. Very strange. Apparently, they do. Let's hit the phones. We have Ann on the phones. Hi, Ann. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Where are you today?
14: I'm in Clovis, California. Oh, near
1: Fresno. Lovely Fresno.
14: Right. Yes.
1: What can we do for you?
14: I have a question, and it's possibly if dogs could be allergic to black mission figs. And I'll be real brief. I have a little miniature rat terrier, weighs about 10 pounds, two and a half years old very very active last monday we noticed or two weeks ago monday we noticed she was dragging her back leg a little bit by Mm -hmm. tuesday she couldn't stand up we had to put a sling under her back legs she was just dragging them took her to the vet they did that test where they pinched her legs all the way up to the middle of the back there was no flinching she was like completely paralyzed for two days i thought i was going to have to put her down the doctor tried a dose of DMSO along with had been given her prednisone.
6: Okay. This yeah.
14: was on a Thursday. By Friday, she was able to stand on her legs a little bit. By Saturday, she was walking a little wobbly. By Sunday, she was running and chasing the dog along the fence. Mm-hmm. Now, could is there a possibility because? A year ago, we almost lost her, and it was it's exactly a year ago, and they never could find out what was wrong with her then, but she just didn't eat. She was listless and dehydrated and everything.
6: Hmm, and okay. Was, and you, you're concerned about the figs being a possible cause of that?
14: Possibly, or else could she have had... The vet said he took x-rays. There was nothing that jumped out at him, but possibly a ruptured disc or... Um, a dislocated disc, but could she recover that quickly?
6: Well possibly, yeah. Really? And when we talk about uh, disc problems in dogs, um, you know, it's a spongy little cushion between the bones right below the spinal cord. So, if one of those um, very suddenly impacts the spinal cord, um, causes a lot of pain, can lead to sudden paralysis, mm-hmm. um, some pets can respond very quickly and very favorably to steroids um, such as prednisone or dexamethasone. So, that's possible. Um, and um, there are some more obscure things that can cause maybe a temporary paralysis. Analysis. but if with that therapy that he just um, he prescribed, she improved, I would actually have some faith perhaps that we may have a bad back, and you know something to watch for in the future because a lot of pets can go on to have future episodes with their back. Okay. Okay. Whether or not that year prior that was related to that, I don't know. Um, you know, But some pets with early back problems will be uncomfortable. They just don't act themselves. They may be grumpy even mm-hmm. and not necessarily show signs of paralysis. So, you know, I can make a case for that, perhaps. Um, generally, I can tell you, figs are pretty um, harmless to dogs okay. uh, unless they eat lots of them and well. then you get nice mushy poops.
14: <laughs> okay. But I thought possibly, because last it was exactly, almost to the Day. But so yeah, then we're looking not- at a disc, uh, probably a bat problem.
6: Very likely. And, you know, I can make some really weird diagnosis out there. There are some types of, um, like, moldy foods that can actually cause a, they have basically a mycotoxin, um, a type of a fungus that, that is uh, toxic to the neurologic system. Um, so some pets can have that if they get into old dairy products, um, you know, garbage, even some old nuts sometimes, things like that can cause those problems. Um, so that's a possibility, but that's kind of a far stretch, and usually we have some pretty good Information that a pet's kind of gotten into some things they shouldn't to cause that. So yeah, I would definitely be sure that with your um, with your rat terrier that we're we're watching things that can be signs of back problems, reluctance to jump up and down, um, and just make special accommodations. Be ready that if we do have uh, future back things, this is definitely not a pet we want to be very um, athletic, jumping off high uh, areas in the home. Um, so we use a little extra caution, maybe even use a harness, um, you know, for walking purposes. So um, that that would be my my guess there, Anne. Yes, there. Okay.
14: I it was curious, but it's it's unbelievable. I mean, we were looking at little doggy carts on the internet, and even mm. thought possibly have, we're going to have to put her down.
1: Well, I'm glad it turned out like it did. I mean, that's uh, it's to make a recovery like that is that's great, unbelievable. Yeah, oh. and right. thank you very much for your call today, calling from Fresno, California, listening on KYNO AM 1300. Thank you. One eight six six. to talk to anyone on the Dream Team right now.
16: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Matthew Harris, a researcher at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, has discovered chickens with something extra. Teeth. Lots of teeth. Some scientists believe that ancient genetic DNA tendencies can resurface after being dormant for years. Tooth growth in birds has been researched, debated, and often ridiculed for 200 years. Harris and his partner were researching a mutant strain of chickens who rarely survive when they discovered the teeth, which look a lot like baby teeth in alligators, which happen to be birds' closest living relative. Why these particular chickens develop teeth is unknown, but Harris says it's like finding gold in a bathroom. Or finding teeth in a chicken, I guess. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. People
8: to Animal Radio. Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and you your pets.
1: Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com.
13: Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments.
4: Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888 551 7788
10: Let's face it, life happens. From spills to pet stains, One Shot Plus Multi-Purpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets, and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-800-874-7070 or go to oneshotplus.com to get your Yours
2: now
5: You're listening to Animal Radio.
1: Welcome all, it's Animal Radio. one 405 8405 Guido, were you even alive when Proco Harum came out with this? It's like a new song to you, isn't it? Dr. Debbie... Do you know that... Yes?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I have I, to throw in yes. rock and roll trivia for you Oh, here.
1: please. Because you that, are like a, uh, a bevy of rock and roll knowledge is what you are. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that.
2: It is the most requested song on uh, UK radio. Oh, really? Procol Harum? Uh, Procol harems, Whiter Shade
1: of Pale. Oh. Thank Interesting you to thank know. You much. Interesting to know.
2: Right. <laughs> I don't know what you can do with that information, <laughs> but there it is.
1: I was saying that Dr. Debbie was dancing to that as we uh, came out of the break there, and she has her... Uh, what do you call it? Bedazzled? Is that bedazzled? Bedazzled, yeah. Let's
2: bedazzled,
1: bedazzled stethoscope today, which is kind of oh, cute. That's cool. Answering your questions. It's blinged out. It's, yes. it's, it's like, uh, it's very shiny. And you know how we like shiny things here.
3: It's like sequined. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> we had a uh, feral cat around here. Not feral. I want to say a stray cat. No, very stray, docile yeah, cat very that afraid. was mm-hmm. uh, like Slater. Mm-hmm. Not our Huge. cat, but we fed it. It would come over and spend most of the time over here. And, Sucker. Uh, it wasn't yeah. neutered, though. We were very upset Uh-oh. about this. Came over and it was getting a little bit aggressive. And we took mm-hmm. it to the vet to get neutered. And when it was at the vet, we How found out... How do you like a- that? Yeah, well, you know what? I don't know if they know immediately. I thought that it would be very visible immediately, but it looks like he's still intact.
3: Well, he's probably just a little swollen. So it hurts down. down
1: there. And he yeah. probably is not feeling as aggressive as he was before. Well, while he was there, we found out that he is FIV positive, And this is sort of the feline equivalent to AIDS. And, but it means that uh, he will... He can live a regular life.
3: He can live a, le- right. a regular life, but he should not be left outdoors because he can infect other cats. You can inoculate right. against it, and he should be not left out because he has a suppressed immune system. He can get ill from a little
1: cold, and he needs to be
2: kept indoors. We have a
1: lot of studio animals around here. We didn't want to subject them to uh, the possible uh, FIV infection. No, because it
2: will transfer. And, and what does FIV stand for? FIV.
1: Uh, Feline, feline, immuno, feline. Immuno. 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 Something Viren. virus. I don't know. good, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not good. Dr. Debbie, she's like hand signaling through the booth. She's not in the studio right here, but she's okay, looking Okay, so she's, it's
2: not good. I'm it's not sure good. for
1: it. Yes. So we had to find a place for this cat that accepts FIV animals where they can How live easy together. Was that? It actually was very easy, but we really found a great fine. one a great one near Aww. Fresno, California called the Cat House on the Kings and the Kings being the Kings River. And you went out there, Judy, yes. yesterday to, to drop tex off, Tux off. off.
3: I drove him out there and I, I was amazed at this facility. I mean, I walked in and as soon as you come in the gate, you have to watch where you step because there's cats on How all many over. cats are there? Between five uh-huh. and 700, did you see? She has over 700 cats. 700 cats. She's not a whore. She's a property. rescue. Huge. It's 12 acres. Yeah. She, they're okay. cageless and... Um, there were dogs, there were at least I don't know, a dozen, two dozen dogs. They're
2: free-range
1: cats. They are free-range, and a lot of them looking for homes. <laughs> yes. If you're looking for a cat or a dog, Aww. I want to encourage people to visit their website. And I believe it's CatHouseOnTheKings.com. However, I can't verify that right now. What I Yeah, CatHouseOnTheKings.com. And we'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. If you're looking for a pet, if you're a truck driver and you pass through this area, this is a great place oh, to she, check out. She
3: had Chihuahuas. She has Siamese. She Little has babies. Burmy, She has Polydactyl, the one with all the extra toes. She's got beautiful cats and dogs there. She had uh, Australian Shepherd puppies, the Merle ones Aww. with blue eyes. She's, she's got everything. We'll be
1: talking more about her and what she does in the, the upcoming weeks, but uh, we wanted to hip cool. you to her, let you know that she exists there, and we'll link to her from animalradio.com. She
3: also has a great YouTube video that oh, really yes. shows the place that uh, we'll put a link up on the you got to
1: check out this YouTube video. Yeah. We'll link to that also from animalradio.com. Bobby Hill working feverishly on news over there. What are you doing?
2: Well, we have some myth conceptions when myth it comes to your dog. And we will debunk them. We will do our own version of myth busting when the news comes up.
1: one 405 8405 We have Amani on the phone. Hi, Imani.
18: Hi, how are you?
1: Good. How are you doing today?
18: I'm doing good, thanks.
1: How can we help you?
18: Well, I have um, a ra- Well, a racing greyhound puppy. Oh, She's from the okay. racing stock. Um, I purchased her back in May. Um, I bought her when she was three months old. But the catch comes in, the people that's in the racing greyhound business, they usually um, purchase their dogs and leave them on the greyhound farm to be raised until they're adults or old enough for us to be trained for the track. So um, what I'm doing is I'm having her as a pet first, then an athlete. They're usually athlete first and pets. So my question is, um, I've been told that by a lot of different breeders um, that it wouldn't work for her. Most dogs that are raised home first, um, it doesn't work for them and they don't um, get along right with other dogs and things like that. And I'm just kind of confused. I was just thinking that maybe um, anything's possible. I was just thinking maybe like it's up to the dog, you know, the dog, the dog genes and the dog heart, desire to want to run and race
9: mm-hmm. I'm just
18: kind of confused about
6: that okay I've I guess one of the questions I'm kind of curious have you have you worked with the uh, racing dogs before do you have experience with that
18: no actually you know what it's been my dream to actually own one but I didn't want to adopt one I wanted my own dog mm-hmm. so I can you know put her in the race you know to race her but okay, I'm not going to train her but I'll send her back to the breeder that I got her from but I've done a lot of investigation I know a lot about The racing business, but I haven't, you know, been involved in it as my own with my own dog like I am now.
6: Yeah, and you know, I'd have Um, to say I'm not I'm not terribly familiar with the. Racing greyhound industry. So I, I don't have any insider information about what their practices are and what they do and don't want. But I can tell you from a, a lot of just general dog training um, realms that it's if a dog has a job and they live and breathe that job, they become very good at it. And examples of that will be um, police dogs. Um, they may be housed as uh, a family pet, but there's there's certain limitations there. Um, they're not. The same as a pet they have a, a little different way that they deal with the household and the people in the home um, police dogs good retriever dogs are actually the same thing um, so I could see that a problem would occur if we had a dog that was very much a pet first and then tr- goes to training later because you can't undo some of those early impressions um, for raising greyhounds one of the big thing is the dogs have to chase that little bunny. (laughs) And if they have experiences where they're actually um, playing with toys or they have uh, the opportunity to catch some of those objects, um, I've heard anecdotally that that can actually ruin the greyhound because they always have to have that drive to want to get to that little bunny and um when they do it really disrupts things and it can really affect their ability to run into race. so i i'm not really sure about how bad that could be a problem but i could foresee that um as a canine athlete um you know kind of living and breathing the world is really all that um that important Uh, an example i can give you is my own little um my little guy uh, my labrador he was a, a wonderful uh retriever, he went to a training camp, came away, the breeder wanted to buy him back and give me $5,000 for my own dog because he had great training potential. As a pet, he said he was going to lose all that, and he did. (laughs) He lost a good amount of it. But had he gone on to become a retriever and worked in that circuit, he could have become very good in that. So um, there's different accommodations you make when you have a pet that you love as a pet and one if you're really serious about getting him into some of these different activities. So um, I guess I would be maybe a little less optimistic that you know that baby becoming a racer.
18: Well, the breeder that I purchased her from, which was a, as a, a well-known breeder in Texas, um, when he said anything's possible, he said um, I could give it a try. He said um, he's, he's owned a few that he has um, raised in the house and then the ones mm-hmm. that are raised in the farm and runs. And he said the ones in runs, which is because um, the ones in runs, um, they get, you know, they have their free will to run. And then per se, the one that I have, I don't have that much land or anything like that for her to run in. But he mm-hmm. said, um, the ones in the runs didn't turn out any better than the, one that he, the ones that he raised in the house. Um, so that was a good thing for me to know because she's not as active as, you know, the ones that are raised on the farm.
11: Mm-hmm. And then he
18: also, he also said that, um, that he thinks that, um, once I send her back, because it will be early enough, she'll be 10 months old, that he, he thinks that she would adapt pretty good, you know, the change of environment, um, from her going from a house to, you know, being crated and being put in a pen and a run and with other like hundreds of dogs barking and stuff like that. He said it'd probably take her a while but she will eventually adapt.
1: I think you're right on. I think anything is possible. Doubtful, but mm-hmm. anything is possible.
18: Yeah. So I mean I'm gonna give it a try and I'll know if she turns out to be not so good, then I'll know to do it the regular way, to buy one and just leave it at the farm. Hey right? Monty,
1: will you call us back and let us know how it worked out?
18: I surely
1: will. Okay, I appreciate your call today. Okay,
18: thank you. Thanks for calling.
1: 1 86 405 8405.
5: Animal Radio is brought to you by
1: One Shot Plus Multipurpose
10: Cleaner. attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew. One shot and it's gone. Call 1 800 874 7070 or go to oneshotplus.com to get yours now.
0: It's Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. You know, I was just thinking the other day about something very interesting. I, I, I've admitted here on the air before when I was very, very, very little to being afraid of dogs, which is why I understand my daughter's fear of dogs. And then, of course, we wound up owning two, and they were two of the greatest loves of my life, my two dogs, Rocky and uh, Cruiser. But I was remembering the other day that... What doesn't help, because somebody almost said it to my daughter, and I stopped them, is when you're told, oh, don't be afraid of dogs, they can smell fear, you know. No six-year-old wants to hear the word, They they can smell, they'll know I'm afraid, oh, and if they smell, I remember someone specifically saying to me, they'll smell the fear. First of all, fear doesn't even have a scent. But somebody said to me, they'll smell it on you, and it drives them up Because next thing you know, you're walking by a dog, and you're like, I'm not afraid of you. you. certainly can't smell that fear. What are you looking at? There's no reason to look. And there is this weird kind of electric, in-the-air current thing happens that a dog will start barking. I remember one time walking by a dog. I'm not afraid. I'm just looking straight ahead. I'm not afraid. And he started looking at him, side eyes at me. Well, oh, you look at You're you're walking like a young boy who's afraid of me. And now I'm going to give you something to be afraid of. What is it with the they can smell the fear thing? I don't even understand that. And if that were the case, wouldn't dogs just be beefing with skunks? Wouldn't it just be something out of West Side Story? The dogs and the skunks rather than the jets and the sharks. Don't tell little kids that dogs can smell the fear. That is Vinnie Penn's mantra on this week's party animal.
1: This is Animal Radio.
17: Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets.
2: This is an Animal Radio news update. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. What do you do when you have three dolphins that absolutely positively have to be there overnight? You call FedEx. That's what Chicago's Brookfield Zoo did. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, the trio of dolphins were shipped along with their marine mammal curator, Rita Stacy, up to the Twin Cities. The dolphins were described as, quote, very comfortable and relaxed during their flight. Stacy said the dolphins underwent training exercises to get them used to the air travel. They will be back at the Brookfield Zoo next spring after a major overhaul of their exhibit there. And there are a lot of myth conceptions when it comes to pet health. Here are some popular dog myths. One, a cold, wet nose means a healthy dog. Wrong. That's not true. And while a warm, dry dry nose doesn't mean your dog is sick, in fact, a dry nose has nothing to do with your dog's health. If there is a runny nose, on the other hand, you should go see a vet. Two, dogs don't see color. Wrong. Dogs can indeed distinguish colors, and different breeds tend to see different colors a little more intensely. And three, dogs can heal themselves by licking their wounds. This one's a sort of. And there's a certain extent that the dogs licking can, in fact, heal the wound. however, excessive licking can cause Uh. infection. That's our myth-busting for dogs for today. And positive reinforcement works not only on husbands, works on cats. <laughs> Behaviorists say you can train your cat with simple positive reinforcements, no matter if it's a kitten or an adult. Here are a few easy tips to succeed. Keep an eye out for your cat's good behavior, like using the litter box or scratching post. Give the cat a reward, a treat or affection or a toy to encourage the good behavior. Don't antagonize or play games that tease the cat or encourage biting Remember to keep potentially poisonous plants out of your cat's reach. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update.
13: Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call debt settlement USA at 1888 7788
4: If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1888-551 7788 That's 888 551 7788
0: This is
2: Animal Radio, baby. That's pretty hell. Oh You heard that too, huh? Well Hey, at least My, my- whole right ear is now full of, you know ring out my headphones. <laughs> You're terrible. It's a good thing I was raised with brothers, who would encourage you. If you, if it was, oh please, yours was such a girly little effort there, Hal. You would have been thrown out of the room. You would have been graded on it. It would have been rated below
1: par. You know what? You ought to you have been penalized. You ought to hear Judy after a good dinner. <laughs>
3: wouldn't have got kicked out of the room good
1: girl now i'm lightheaded
2: <laughs> <laughs> too much oxygen now your brain's just not used yeah. to it huh
1: celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe this is animal radio and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis just a few weeks back the station fire in los angeles california about to jeopardize our very own radio towers. Uh oh, we wouldn't yeah. be here this weekend if it if it had. So it. Uh, Mount Wilson,
2: popular place. Curse yeah. or
1: blessing, you may be thinking right now. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> we're very glad that both the observatory and the towers are safe. Uh, horrible fire caused a lot of evacuations, and you know wherever you live, there's going to be some kind of some kind of muck you'll have to deal through, mm-hmm. whether. It, hurricanes in florida or
3: tornadoes fires floods there's always something earthquakes yeah. always
1: something going on yeah. and uh, the best way to not end up at the vet's hospital seeing your vet because of something is to safeguard your world and, and sort of practice preventative and preparedness methodology Keep Your World Safe. And there's a brand new book out. It landed on my desktop the other day. And it's the reason I looked at it so closely is the book that preceded it from this publisher is a best-selling book. You learned a lot of the dog tricks from the book, 101 Dog Tricks.
3: Yes, I'm still working on it. We're teaching my my stunt dog all kinds of little tricks.
1: So we get this uh, book from the publisher, Quarry, The Safe Dog Handbook. It is a phenomenal, colorful handbook, How to Safeguard Your World. And we got the author on, Melanie Montero. Hi, Melanie. How are you doing? Hi. Thanks for having me on. All these fires going on here, I'm wondering if you could give us some practical advice for being prepared, maybe some tips out of the book.
19: Oh, sure. Um, it's very important that your your family evacuation plan and your emergency preparedness plan includes your pets. So there's a number of things you can do to be prepared. Um and the first thing, of course, is to have an evacuation kit prepared for your pet as well as for yourself. And this would include um, a supply of food and water that's good for about three to five days. You want to have a spare leash. You would want to have um, make sure that your dog's collar and ID tags are current with the cell phone number. I like to have an emergency tag on my dogs. Um, caller that has also the number of somebody that is not us, you know, a friend or family member who lives out of the area that can be contacted as well. Um, And then, of course, in your kit, you can include vaccination records, of course, your microchip information, any medications, and very important to have a photo of your pet because you never know if you were to become separated from your pet, you might need to have a photo handy right away um, to post. To, to prove that the pet is yours if you are reunited. Um, so these are all things that you should have in a, you know, a big Tupperware or something, you know, a big lidded storage container with your own kit if you live in these wildfire-prone regions like we do, and have that ready. So at the first sign of, um, you know, if you're put on voluntary evacuation or you know the fire's coming closer to you, get your kit out, get it ready, and... Um, and just start hatching out a plan for what you're going to do. You know,
1: I'm a super procrastinator, and we've had about (laughs) a million guests come on and say, get this kit together, do it. I still haven't done it. Yeah,
3: where's yours, Hal? Hal,
19: you have
2: to. You I had
19: to, to evacuate it. to, Yeah, it's also just so important to do one for yourself as well because there are things yeah. you know, I I have lived in Topanga Canyon for many years and Ooh. you know we're you know, we're ready to go yeah. at any moment yeah. and and you know, we've been told you know, even in our own kits, you know, have an extra pair of you never know what shoes you're gonna be wearing, right? Sure. Have a pair of right. shoes in your car and extra water and you know, just a few things to get you by, and you know, if you get to, uh, if you don't have a place to go, you know, you need to have a, a plan for your animals. You can't go to uh, a shelter. Shelters do not they, they might be inundated. The shelters might be inundated with other animals, and you might not be able to stay mm. in an evacuation, lo- you know, location with your own pets. So, you know, you that's know, right. You, you, a lot of them don't don't take animals, mm. and of course, this is getting better and better. Um, and while we're on this topic, just one more thing uh-huh. I, I love to tell everybody is it's very important to have a buddy system in your neighborhood. A number of neighbors that know how to get into your home, they know your alarm, you know, if you have a security system, they know how to get in, they know where the leash is. And your dog is comfortable with them because you could be at the office, they could close an access road to your house. Oh, you would uh. be separated from your pets. Mm-hmm. Um, no,
2: Melanie's right, because that's exactly what happened to several of my neighbors back in two thousand three oh, yeah. with the Cedar Fire. Oh yeah, we all had to
1: evacuate out of here.
2: We all have kits now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I will after the show today. Now you uh, actually teach pet first aid workshops I and emergency do. care. Is that something we should know? Should we know how to give our animals CPR?
19: We should. Everybody should know basic first aid. You know, a lot of people, I, I remember when my sister had a baby, she made me run out and learn infant CPR. You know, we, we take all these precautions when children come into our lives. And I don't think people think, you know, it's, we have a tendency to think our dogs are going to be fine. And, you know, the truth is most of the time they are. Most of the time we have dogs forever and, you know, we, we don't face emergencies. But
1: Is there anything in your book about this? About- oh, there's a whole Sorry. first
19: aid chapter, illustrated first aid chapter in my book. And I, I include first aid. Is, to me, there are three cardinal rules of preparedness that uh-huh. we as pet owners should follow. And one of them, the, the first one is to always have access to your emergency phone numbers at all times meaning, Hal, right now you should be able to whip out your cell phone and show me the number of your regular vet. You know what? I don't even know
1: where my cell phone is. I have to have someone call <laughs> Nice job, Hal. Yes, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Oh, you're great. Yeah. Help
19: us, Melanie. Uh, the, you, should, you should have at all times the number of your regular vet, the number of the after-hours vet, because you never know what time of day. You should have the number of the poison, uh, ASPCA poison control hotline, your, pet, your pet's microchipping company, your pet's microchip number. These are things you should, you know, if you're like me and you have your dog out with you wherever you go, you never know when there's going to be an emergency and you need to call ahead as you're on your way to the emergency room. What if your dog has been bit by a rattlesnake? You sure. can't assume they're going to have antivenin in waiting. They might send you to a different clinic. You know, so, I mean, it's important to... Have your numbers ready for you. It's important to have a Pet First Aid kit, and it's important to know the basics of Pet First Aid. And it's not hard. It's um, It sounds like a whole lot of work, but really... It's really
1: very simple. Well, you make it very simple in the Safe Dog Handbook, which also includes dog proofing, puppy proofing basics, uh, emergency first aid guide, complete toxic plant guide, uh, people food that are dangerous, safety tips for flying, driving, and boating, a seasonal safety, a great book. Please check it out. The Safe Dog Handbook. I have 10 copies to give away for this complete guide to protecting your pooch indoors and out. The author, Melanie Montero, joining us. 1-866-405-8405. Head on down to your bookstore. Ask them for this. If they don't have it, that's because they sold out. The book, from the as I mentioned from the publisher uh, previous to this, is the number one bestseller. It has been yeah. for months and months on Amazon. So I'm, th- I'm thinking big things for this book. Grab it while you still can. The Safe Dog, Handbook. Melanie, thanks so much for joining us today.
7: Thank you so much.
1: More Animal Radio
5: on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more.
10: Let's face it, life happens, from spills to pet stains. One-Shot Plus Multi-Purpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One-Shot and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets, and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-800-874-7070. Or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now.
1: Hi, this is Bill Marr. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pets 911. Simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and do your part to help ensure a better future for our animal friends.
9: For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio.
3: Is your dog a Lucky Dog? My dog is. She eats Lucky Dog Cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their Lucky Dog. Lucky Dog Cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from Lucky Dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit LuckyDogCuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. LuckyDogCuisine.com. That's LuckyDogCuisine.com.
8: Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM.
9: This is Animal Radio.
1: That is the uh, import, I believe, of the five stair steps, ooh, child, with the dog in the background. I like that. Don't hear that on the American version. (laughs) It is Animal Radio. And we're all guilty of feeding our dogs and cats sometimes uh, whatever we're eating. We'll Uh give them a little bit. Just a little. And we think that it really doesn't make a big deal. Okay, what is one potato chip going to make a difference in this cookie. one little cookie or one little piece of hot dog. makes yeah.
6: a potato chip junkie is what it makes. It really does.
1: <laughs> we found out that if a 10-pound cat ate just one ounce of cheddar cheese, this is like just a, a little, little block. And this cheese, we generally think the cats might enjoy this. Right. It would be equivalent as if a person ate three and a half hamburgers or... Four whole chocolate bars. Whoa. Their little body, uh, it, it makes the ratio so much different. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. How about this? You think cats love milk? Uh huh. You know, it's actually not that good for them. It kind of messes with their stomach a little bit. Is it the lactose? What is it?
6: Yeah, a lot can actually be lactose intolerant. So milk can actually cause digestive upset in cats, believe it or not. If you <laughs> give
1: a 10 pound cat one cup of milk, uh-huh. The human equivalent—it has the same number of calories as four and a half hamburgers or five chocolate bars for a person.
3: Whoa! A glass of milk equals that.
1: Yeah, you think we're doing them good, or we're we thinking like this little one, this little potato chip, this little ruffle chip?
3: Uh huh.
1: For my ten-pound cat is the caloric equivalent of a half a hamburger or a half of a oh, chocolate sure. bar Gee,
6: and people a lot believable. of times feed pizza crust to <laughs> dogs and uh-huh. pieces of meat you know all of that adds up so quickly and it, it really does it is a it's a huge multi-calorie uh, snack there
3: now are we worried just about the calories just about getting them getting fatter? there are other health reasons we shouldn't be doing this
6: well, kind of um, a couple of things. And not only the calories, but some of the fat content can make a pet more prone to digestive problems like pancreatitis. Oh. Um, also concerns with uh, changes in blood sugar. And, you know, if you give a lot of sweets to dogs mm-hmm. and cats, you know, you can have problems with potential diabetes. Um, so you got to watch those things. But, you know, the other thing we really create, and a lot of us don't mind it, but is the beggar. The beggar bad so dog. We, cre- <laughs> we create the future demands for these yummy things. So and I- then could-
1: Call up and they say I can't get my dog to eat dog food anymore.
6: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We'll take that call next. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I have this
3: dog that's really lean and it runs around, it's very active, and I say oh, a few potato chips and stuff won't hurt it because look at him; he's not he's not fat. Am I should I worry about that?
1: Do you want me to to to, to, to punish her now, or do you would you yeah. wait until after the show? It's bad. I, let's get. There.
6: Oh, bad, Judy, bad? bad, Judy. That bad, Judy. It's kind of like being a good athlete. If you work out and go to the gym, can you still have a cupcake a day?
3: No, I guess not. Mm, should you?
1: <laughs> In just a matter of uh, a minute, we'll get you qualified for the Animal Radio Summer Giveaway with gifts from Celestron, Bissell, Disney, Litter Robot, Hagen dazs and World's Best Cat Litter. You can qualify yourself five times daily over at the website at animalradio.com. Got to do it before... September thirtieth. Hurry up. And let's get someone qualified on the phone right now at 1-866-405-8405. If you're not internet friendly, you don't look, didn't think the web would take off. And frankly, I didn't think it would either. That whole internet thing.
2: You're so bright, <laughs> <laughs> if you're like
1: me, go ahead, use the old phones. Give me a call right now, we'll get you qualified for the summer giveaway. This is Animal Radio. Hey you
12: Superstar is here. The big superstar is here. Yeah, you hear me well. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, if I talk emotionally out of my heart, you still hear me well oh, without any I, distortion.
1: Not only do I hear you, but I feel you. <laughs> I feel you.
12: Boy, it sounds scary. You told me you're not the gay.
1: No, I'm not gay. It doesn't. Uh, you don't have to be gay to feel somebody through the radio. You don't have to. Uh,
3: to feel somebody's pain, to feel somebody's Passion, love. Passion, to feel, to feel
1: their pain. love. Yeah. And you really you really have a way of uh, getting people's emotions.
12: I really did. If you look at this uh, NPR page, yeah, so we were many talking about that it, earlier. so hate yeah. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. We were discussing that. Uh, Good job. Do you know what that means? I mean, do you have any idea what all things considered on NPR, What where
12: you have landed? Do you have any idea what kind of celebrity you are? You know, it's hard to believe, but I always knew, in, in deeply in my heart, so I am celebrity. It's just a uh, it moment is waiting to happen. And it's, you, haven't seen, you haven't heard anything else. A lot of things is coming.
1: I believe we have Lynn on the phone. Hi, Lynn. How are you doing?
7: Good. How are you?
1: Very
12: good. You're on with Vlade. Okay.
7: How are you doing, Vlade?
12: Oh, I am doing great, Lynn. Thank you for calling me. <laughs> <laughs> so how can I help you?
7: Well, I have an um, eight-month-old male uh, and staff who, he's, he's really smart. He's a great dog, but I cannot get him to stop pulling on the leash really, really bad to the point where I use the pinch collar, but he will go to the point of where he, his tongue will even turn blue, even with the pinch collar, and he just will not stop pulling.
17: And I don't okay. know what
12: to do. Excuse me. Okay, Lynn. I just came up before I uh, stopped by the studio, Animal Radio Studio. Studio. I just finished one of my lesson, and when I came in, it was the second lesson. I showed to my client how walk on the loose leash and all and other things, and she started with all this long com- uh, conversation with me. What type of the problem she's having, uh, as far as uh, walking on the leash, what works, what doesn't. I said, her respectful, I said, Kathy, you know what, I don't wanna, I don't wanna hear it. I mean, just put the leash on the dog and get a, get the dog outside, I gonna look at it. So it took two seconds to figure out what the wrong situation was and five se- seconds to, to fix it. Unfortunately, okay. things like that, you know, how, how to walk the dog on the loose leash would be, it's a, so would be much valuable to see rather than to explain. You know, okay. if you go to on YouTube, there is the video of, of me doing some type of the, and you know, Lynn, I mean, sometimes people confuse the, my humorous personalities uh, for some type of the clownish or my kindness for weakness. I'm very serious doctrine, but I always like to do it in an entertaining way. I love this stuff. So one of the video is done by one of the radio stations. You will find the one. It's... Part one, part two. And uh, look at the part two when I'm teaching how to walk on the loose leash. It's so easy. But verbally I will explain you just like this. Number one, I don't care whatever prong collar you have, you need to have a prong collar by company Herm Springer with quick release. Made from the steel, wonderful product, works ten times better than the average prong collar which you can get. Uh, from your regular store. Um, if you don't know where to get it, you can Google it or go to the animalradio.com. We have all information. Number two, the key is to have a slack on the leash. I know what you tell me. You don't go naughty. momentarily when you put the leash on the dog, try to stay calm with confidence, with attitude. Uh, what the example to give you? Like a Russian tank in the American neighborhood, you know, like peacefully. Yeah, but you know, like attitude. You touch me, you're dead. So basically, very calm and sharply slack. Put the slack on the leash. Give a good slack. Once you get a good slack, momentarily turn around on the opposite. Like a, if the dog goes to the east you turn around to the west if the dog turns, jumps to the north you gotta go to the south 180 degree and sharply snap the leash and even jump through, through hold your body in the opposite direction and make sure as, you, as soon as you've done it slack the leash again and say, good girl, good boy, as nothing happened. The dog will not take it as emotionally negative because it's not the old-fashioned conventional yanking on the leash. You're okay. basically using dog's orientation reflex. As a matter of fact, a lot of times dogs don't even see it comes from the owner because owner de-attached. De- Consequences in my methods, detached from the owner. In a lot of in a lot of cases, the dog jumps forward without even knowing you around because we I... know, with Yulian, dogs do listen us when nothing better to do. If something better than listen us, like squirrel running on the streets or chihuahuas or cats, whatever it is, they just tell you forget Yulin, You know we have to take care of that issue. So that exactly. is why, once the dog wants to go somewhere in. Instead of I want you to listen to me very well then instead of fighting, pulling the dog backwards, even in the pinch collar, you have you have to have added make my day I'm, I'm waiting for that happy moment okay you basically throw your leash toward the dog, increase the distance, increase the slack, and after turn around, pop, and after that slack again, girl as nothing happened and look for the next challenge in the slack, pop, slack. Slack, okay. pop Slack, and, and the keys in opposite direction. Lean, please go on YouTube, find that video. If you will not find this video, shoot me an email, vladio at animalradio.com. We, I will we'll send link to, you that link.
1: We'll put a link up at the Animal Radio website, animalradio.com, to the YouTube video that he's talking about there. Yes, it's not a matter of just owning the leash. You need to know how to use it. That is so very important. And when you go into the stores, you need to ask somebody who knows how to use it. They need to know what they're selling and they need to teach you how to use it. Is that right, Lade? I hear that over and over from you.
12: It is right. It is exactly right. It's uh, no matter tools, it's just uh, one thing. In order to use the tool properly, you need to have a great expert beside you because dog training people, it's like most like a teaching how to drive the car. Education is important. Reading the books is important. But you cannot really learn how to drive a car unless you have your daddy or boyfriend or husband or girlfriend <laughs> sitting next to you, you know, and telling you when to push the pedal, when to push the brake.
1: Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard is on Animal Radio. You can get in touch with any one of us here at the website at animalradio.com, all the uh, the links. Plus, we're Twittering, well, Bobby's Twittering for Animal Radio at twitter.com slash Radio. I guess that's all we have time for today. Have yourself a great week.
10: Bye. See ya!
11: always adopt. Don't
0: This is Animal Art Radio
11: Network.